Hey there, everyone. Welcome to The Magic Table. Uh, this is our third installment. I hope you were liking a little change of pace going on with the theology of hustle and just hearing from JJ and I a little bit. This week, we are talking about a much needed topic, especially going into the holidays here and Christmas and New Year's and all the time off and time with family and all that. We are talking self-care. And in this episode, we just kind of talk through the basics, I think, of self-care. We talk about the importance of self-care. Uh, JJ gives some great hints and great thoughts around this sort of stuff. And just sort of, I guess the key is maybe knowing yourself, you know, uh, knowing what you need is the is the most important part of all that and, and being willing to do it <laughs> also. So yeah, I hope you enjoy hearing about uh, self-care on this episode. Hopefully it, you know, just gets you get you ready and get you going for the uh, for the holiday season here. Uh, yeah, you can make sure and follow uh, Theology of Hustle on Instagram and Facebook just to stay up to date with what's going on with the podcast. We are doing this uh, magic table monthly from here until, you know, we decide not to anymore. But uh, yeah, if you like it, please uh, let us know. We'd love to hear uh, your feedback and, and what you think. So enjoy hearing about some self-care. Welcome everybody to the magic table. Uh, JJ and Curry here with you, I guess is normal. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. JJ's always so excited to do these intros. So real excited. I'm really good at them too. That's yeah, why I feel excited about them. Totes. Okay. So, uh, JJ, what are we talking about today? Well, today we are talking about self-care and this isn't even like me trying to run this thing. This was feedback that we got from someone of what they'd like to hear us talk about. Just to be clear though, you can run this thing if you want to. Just to be clear, I am running this thing, (laughs) but I'm just pretending that I'm not for all the people not in this room. That's fair. Cool. Okay. Perfect. Uh, okay. So self-care, how do we get started with this? I don't know. Do you just want to talk about what we do for self-care, what we found is valuable, or should we start with like... How about how horrible we are at self-care first? True. We're getting better. Yeah. We're working on it. But it's been a long process. A long process. I think process. That's, there's like a real misnomer out there about self-care where it's like, you feel like everybody else is really good at that, but like nobody really is. Is that true? Or is that just me? No, I think that's true. I also feel like maybe we should talk about why we think self-care is important before we even dive into what we do. Just because like as a therapist, I talk so often with people about the importance of self-care, why they need to be doing it, creating space for themselves, like all of these things. And part of my conviction came really over the last year of realizing most of the clients that I'm working with, I encourage to care for themselves. And I found that I wasn't doing the thing that I was asking so many of my clients to do. Um, and that's always really convicting to me, um, because I don't ever want to (coughs) ask people to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. And so for me, part of the reason that I've been working on self-care is because if I'm going to ask other people to do it, I want it to be something that I have prioritized and value and spend my time trying to figure out. Yeah, that's good. I think that's important. I like that. So um, why do you, why is self-care important why is to self-care you? Why is self-care important to me? Yeah. So uh, we, I don't know if we talked about this on this podcast, but if you listen to Theology of Hustle, we talk about the Enneagram a lot. 
Uh, I am an Enneagram 3, which means that I will basically just keep going until I die. True. <laughs> There's always something to be done. And I know this is a cultural thing. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people are like this. It's not like, hey, I work hard. I always hate saying that. It's like, hey, I work harder than everyone. And then I just do it till I pass out. And it's awesome. And like, I work so hard, right? I, like, we value that as a culture. And it's kind of, it's pretty dumb, honestly. Uh, because I do, I, uh, just work myself to the bone and then I just am useless for, uh, stretches of time, right? Like Netflix binging for, uh, yeah, too many hours. So, um, yeah, I think just to get in, I mean, just having a family sort of forces you to like either take care of yourself or you're just going to be worthless to everyone. And now that I stay home more, right? Mm -hmm. Like my worthless self can't really hack it at home with three small children for sure yeah and so i think uh probably there's some trial and error to some of that like hey uh i'm really bad at this i should probably try something to be be better for sure and i also think there's this misnomer that like self-care is spa days or shopping or i feel like that's just really how it's portrayed Spa days and shopping. I know there are other avenues, but I... What's that day on Parks and Rec? Treat yourself. Treat yourself. That's, yeah, we're like, hey, that's self-care. Yeah, go blow all of your money on crazy things, you know. And I think not only is that not sustainable, it's not practical or really helpful. Like, and I think, yes, like a manicure, a massage, something like that can be a part of your self-care, but that can't be the only self-care that you participate in. So. So what is self-care? For me? Yeah. Do we want to do like the back and forth listy thing? Uh, yeah, I love that. What do you really want to do? I'm telling you. Okay. not kidding. Okay. Am I going first? Yeah. Okay. So my probably favorite, one of my favorite self-cares is date night and i assume we will have an episode later on that goes more into detail about so. how much we value that time together um but for me it's a time to reconnect with you to be a grown-up to eat good food to just hang out and while it's with you for me that's a huge part of my self-care of just like reprioritizing our relationship I don't know how to describe it well but for me like if we haven't had that time I feel disconnected and less whole as a human and so for me one of my biggest self-care things is date night yeah I uh, I agree I think date night's probably not as self-care-y for me as it is for, for sure. you but I definitely enjoy dating you so good answer <laughs> Uh, I think um, one of the first things that pops into my head, because you're an introvert, like self-care for you involves small crowds. For sure. I would say that self-care for me probably involves larger crowds. Yes. Like I love having a crew of people at the house and just like too many people around the dining room where I have to get the awkward, uh, Blight's awkward like office (laughs) chair. chair. It's like pink and plastic. Uh, and has wheels to, yes, exactly. and rolls at yeah. the dinner table. I do enjoy that part, though. Uh, but that's I love having too many people at our dinner table. I, I'm like really feed off of that. And so I think 
<clears throat> you're planning date nights. I'm planning parties, I guess, you know, sure. to some extent. So, And then the other extreme of that is my solo lunches. <laughs> the, the introvert extreme. <laughs> Which is something that I wish I did more and I'm working. It's one of the things I'm working on. Um, but I am also working on being a reader. And for me, it's easiest to do that alone. And so... You know, I think so often with self-care for me, these lunches have come out of a place of feeling like really overwhelmed by just holding the emotions of others through the work that I do and coming to Curry, usually on a Friday morning, tearful and saying, (laughs) (laughs) I love you and I need to be alone for like two hours today. Is that okay? Um, Which thankfully I get. Because Curry knows I will be a better human if I have that. But I will go to a restaurant with a book that I'm currently reading and sit by myself, have a nice meal, and read a book. And I love it. I also, it's fascinating to me. It super creeps people out. I often sit by myself for like up to 25 minutes, like not being waited on because people assume I'm waiting for someone. And then I get to say like, nope, just me and my book. And people think it's weird. And I'm like, oh, don't feel sorry for me. Like I'm actually choosing to do this. Um, But the way that people time recharges you, I need alone time um, to recharge myself. And so that's something that I've come to embrace instead of change and I try to prioritize that time for myself. Yeah. I think there's a good point in there too, though, that this has changed over time, right? Like when we were younger, didn't have kids. Self-care wasn't easier, but like you trying to get back into books is like a result of like having no time for yourself for the last nine years, basically, because of children. Yeah. Before that, you may not have read as much, but it was for... Way Nine, more. Yeah. Well, and I actually read like more than one book a year. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, I think a lot of self-care is understanding the season you're in For and sure. adapting to said season. For sure. And figuring out what works now. Because what sure. worked two years ago may not be working anymore. It may not fill your tank like it used to, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite ones probably is golf. I enjoy golf because it... Uh, is a horrible sport. <laughs> it is like not, really frustrating. No, but you're out with guys usually. You're just like just four hours of me me time basically. You know, just because even if like even if four guys go out to play golf, we legit talk about nothing the entire four hours. Which I do not understand. I'm always like, oh, did you talk about that we know is going on? And Curry's like, oh no, that never came up. I'm like, how were you together for four hours and you never talked about that big thing? You talk a lot about club selection. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, (laughs) you're like, there's a lot of stuff to talk about that doesn't involve emotions while playing golf. Which I can't fathom because I also used to play golf. Yeah. Well, you talked all the time. All the time. Right. I don't, so I don't understand That's how you, you didn't don't get to talk. The next level in golf. I'm just throwing it out there. That is not why I didn't get to the next <laughs> level. <laughs> well, maybe one of the many reasons, but anyhow. Yeah. The girls who talk, let's not invite them to our golf team. <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't know. But anyway, golf, 
I just being outdoors and um, just being around people is is life giving to me. So I mean, we reach that point, especially in the winter. It's like oh, the winters are so horrible, right? It's just like nonstop, and there's no golf. So the summer hits, and it's like I'm free, and I like run wild, you know, with the with the golfing. But that's a recent development. I didn't start playing golf till I was 30, 31, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So it's a it's a new development and something that gives me a ton of life. For sure. Um, I think one of my other favorites, because I'm introverted, I have a couple of people that are like my people that hold my stuff that I talk to really openly about life and kind of where I'm at. And, um, I see that as self-care. They're the people that allow me to be my most vulnerable self. They process the hard things. They celebrate the good things. And I think like my life is richer and better because of those relationships. And I also like in a different way than like doing date night, but like with some of those friendships, I know when I like need to be with that friend. I need to be seen. I need to be heard. I need just the space to like be my, sometimes like my ugliest version of myself. But I know that offloading, you know, whatever burden that I'm carrying with another person um, is really helpful to me. And so I deeply, deeply value those friendships that allow me that time and space yeah that's good yeah we all need those relationships sometimes right yeah for sure good. um this one may be a cheat a little bit of a cheat you might not be happy with me about this one but good preface <laughs> but i love uh a creative project i think creative projects give me a ton of life for sure the reason i call it a cheat is because most often i turn those creative projects into like ways of making money or trying to make money I mean, whatever. So still You're happy. It's, <laughs> it's still fine. work. But like, I love just like sitting down and hammering out a creative project. If something really like gets me going and I'm very excited about it, there's nothing more refreshing than like seeing that through and like sort of accomplishing that, that project. Right? For sure. Even though that's not, you know, even though that's work in some ways. Right. But I get a lot of life from work. Right. Which right? So, I think is okay. I think a lot of people get life from work yeah which is i mean you probably you should you should i mean the sign of a, a of a pretty good job for you a, a pretty good fit is that there is there are moments of receiving life right I if your would job's say just yes. beating you down over and over every day you know probably maybe, not the best fit maybe do something different maybe some career counseling i don't know i'm just you know for sure throwing it out there but yeah i do enjoy that that aspect like creativity for sure yeah. um Okay, so I think one of my newest and current favorite types of self-care is um, spiritual direction, which I think for a lot of people, a lot of the clients that I see coming to see me is part of their self-care. And we acknowledge that in session that like choosing to do hard work to improve self or, you know, to work through a struggle or whatever, you know, I, I'm biased because I am a therapist, but I do think that choosing to go to counseling to work through your stuff is self-care. Um, and so for me, therapy didn't seem like the best 
fit um, for what I was needing. And so I um, decided to go to spiritual direction. And so um, I know for some people that seems a little woo-woo. Um, and I'm totally fine with that because it's meeting a need for me. It's a place that I can go with someone who like doesn't know all the people involved in my stories and helps me see God in my life and my work and my ministry, creates space for me to kind of process some of the things that I'm going through spiritually or where God is meeting me on the journey that we're on. And it's like a very new practice for me and something that I am so thankful that the Lord created people to walk alongside um, us in a spiritual capacity to kind of help us like hear from the Holy Spirit and receive direction from the Lord and just kind of affirm kind of what what the Lord is doing in in me and through me and it is it's totally a gift. And if you would like to talk more about it, I would love to chat. Yeah. I just recently saw started seeing a spiritual director too because of the impact that it's had on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. My my one session to this yeah. point. But yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. I do have to call you out just a little bit here though. Okay. Because I feel like we made this way too holy. Because aren't there times when all you really need is just like a mani-pedi? Oh, for sure. But we went the whole like, you know, be with people, you know. Uh, we went like a real, like a super holy route, but I think there is like a legit place for like small indulgences. Truth? Truth. Or even like coffee. Like sometimes I think co- like a hot cup of coffee on the way to work in the morning is self-care because I actually drink the entire thing while it's still hot, which is self-care. Yeah. I don't nuke it in the microwave like I do at home. And yes, I agree. I think there are even sometimes it's like texting a friend like, hey, this is something really crazy going on in my life. Or here's something really funny about my kid and engaging just with a friend about like life stuff that or maybe it's not even heavy. It's just like I thought of you today when I heard a song or saw something in the world. And, um, I think those pieces are really important, um, to acknowledge too. So where does something like that, like self-care pieces that may just be, uh, I don't know, more self-indulgent, like where does that line drawn between like using those things for self-care and using those things for just like self-indulgence or like, you know, is it just a personal What line? the heck? I'm sorry. I just No, I oh. mean that's totally a great question. I also think like you just know in your spirit, mm. you know what is overindulgent, you know what is helpful. Mm. Like and sometimes like it is so simple as like I need to go to Costco and I will do better as a human if you keep the kids at home so I can like go by myself and that is self-care. I always tell clients, uh, gosh, I often tell clients even things like setting boundaries for yourself, whether that's at work, whether that's with family, whether that's with negative friendships, setting boundaries is self-care. You're 
to me, it, it's most basic form. Self-care is just saying, I val- I have enough value, I'm important enough as a person that I get to do something that gives me life. Um, often when I talk about self-care in uh, session, I talk about what what is life giving to you? And um, I love it when my clients come back and they've taken on that wording and that they refer to things as life-giving to them uh, versus self-care. Because, I mean, to me, at its core, that's what self-care is. What are things that give you life? What brings you joy? And maybe it's like getting to go to your favorite bakery for a cinnamon roll on Saturday mornings or, you know... My like lifelong childhood friend, we just started Marco Poloing. We're horrible at it, but I love getting to see her face in her house and her messages. And like to me, that's self-care that I can take three minutes and send this dear friend a quick message about where my life is, what we're up to. And so, I mean, I think self-care can mean so many things. I just think it's something that we have to be really intentional about. Um, We have to create this space where self-care is never going to magically happen. And so what does it look like for you to be intentional to love and care for yourself? Um, And nobody else is going to do that for you. You have to learn how to care for yourself in a way that like adds value to life for you. Well, I think that's a great point. Like with a spouse, especially like maybe I'll be a little vulnerable here. And and a lot of our maybe spats come about because I don't feel like I'm getting good self-care, but I'm expecting you to like force me to to participate in self-care. Right. But it's like an expectation like, oh, she should know that like I'm really working hard here and that I need to take some time and like put that expectation on you when literally if I would just say, Hey, I need to do anything. You would be totally fine with it. Right. But we get that expectation built up. I mean, self-care is about, you need to know when you need self-care. For sure. Yeah. 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 And also, yeah, I think like for me, I need to know before I'm like overwhelmed that I need to engage. Crispy. Yes, burned up crispy. But I think once you do start to realize those signs, like especially if we know we have a very full weekend or social calendar, we know we have learned that I likely will need some alone time before that or during that period of time to be able to be present in all those settings. So... And just how self-care like makes you a better human because I'm more present, you know, if we have a seat like a week or something with a lot of social expectations or needs, I can be more present for those things if I've taken my introverted time and cared for myself versus showing up depleted and crazy. So yeah. Self-care like makes you a better human for all the people that you interact with. Very much so. And you deserve it. I do deserve it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm going to go play golf. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So should we talk about our favorite recent piece of self-care? Sure. Okay. So one of the pieces that we've added to our self-care repertoire, I'd say, as a family recently has been Sabbathing. Uh, It's awesome. It is awesome. So... We Sabbath. 
Yeah. What else do you want to say about that? Well, we've moved to like a solid 24 hours um, of just intentional rest as a family. And um, I'm sure we'll talk more about the why behind that. But I think what we are finding is intentional rest not only is life-giving to us, but it is life-giving to our children. And we... Gosh, the hope is that as parents, we are setting a precedent for our children of seeking the Lord and being in his presence. And we have just found that being intentional with a Sabbath has created space for us to teach our kids in just a different manner than we ever have about what it means to rest and who God is in calling us to rest and why we rest and... It is so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. Um, We will have another episode about the Sabbath and dig into it. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just built into creation. And it's like, I guess my little, my little short soapboxes that it's through, it goes throughout the Bible. It is this theme that runs throughout. And we just kind of have like kicked it to the curb because it doesn't fit our fast-paced lifestyles because it's inconvenient to rest and it's inconvenient to like have to plan to rest but there's this irony to how we live because we live and we know we're busy and we know we're burdened and like overdone right? right and we'll tell people oh my goodness i am so busy and i'm so tired and burnt out like it's a badge of honor or something but if somebody really like tells us to rest we refuse to like sabbath can be pretty offensive to us for sure yeah yeah there you go there you go so uh self-care yeah i I think we pretty much covered the whole thing you know in in its entirety yeah totally probably nothing more to be said (laughs) on the subject Definitely, definitely but i do think it's something that like I don't know. I'm so passionate about it. I would love to process with you. Like if you are interested in self-care, like reach out to Curry. And it's something I would love to talk. I feel very strongly about and would love to talk more about. It's good. Yeah. I love it. So get out there and self-care. That could be like a slogan. That should be a slogan. That should be, slogan. That should be our slogan. Done. Get out there and self-care. <laughs> All right. Until next time on the magic table. I hope you loved hearing about some self-care on today's episode. I hope it empowered you to to go do some self-care for yourself. I think it's important. It it makes you a better individual and it uh, makes you better in your community. I will definitely say that. So we'd love to hear what you do for self-care. Hit us up on uh, Theology of Hustle. We'd love to hear all about your self-care routines, maybe what you're jumping into for the for the new year, or what's sustaining you for, for this holiday season. We'd love to hear all about it. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time around the magic table. <laughs>